Are you ready to have a good ass show? So ready for a show. And I hope it's a good one. Yeah. Alright, here we are. Holy cow, we're we're back again. It's another mm-hmm. edition, nay, another episode of mm-hmm. my show. And he's a classic man. Mm. You can be mean when you look this clean. He's a classic man. Mm. Calling on me like a young OG, he's a classic man. Ooh. Your needs get met by the street. An elegant, old-fashioned man. Yeah, baby, he's a classic man. It's that guy over there. Of course, it's Alex. That's me. Uh, I'm all of those things and more. Uh, but I, I don't know, again, I, I always fail to say as nice of things about my co-host as my co-host says about me. So without further ado, I'm just going to hand it right back and say, it's that guy right over there. My calf muscles are popping. It's Jake. What's going on, ah, everybody? There it is. Here we are. Yeah, man, we're looking forward. It's, it's a fun show. Uh, episode 51, Randy Johnson, The Big Unit. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> we've, we've got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Had to do it to you guys again after episode 50, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, So, Alex, after my impassioned plea last week, uh, we saw some traction. Let's make another one. You know, how, where can these people find us on all of our social media platforms to, you know, get the net? I mean, re, I mean, if, if we break it down to its simplest form, you, you already said it. It's all the social media platforms. You Everywhere. just pick one. We're there. Red Arrow Productions on Instagram, on Facebook, on Patreon. On, I mean, you, you hit us up on, on Twitter at the Red Arrow P. You can find us on Spotify, hashtag Spotifyfinally, um, at, at my show with Spotify Alex and, and Alex and Jake, you got Alex and Jake over here at, at on iTunes. You got us on Podbean. We're all I over. mean, we're expanding. The web, the web is expanding, and, and we are expanding with it. Um, Bingo! So before we get to the show, we do have a bit of housekeeping, bit of news, 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 news. Next week is going to be another episode of interviews with interesting dudes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, this is going to be one. I, I did an in-person interview with Zaid Abdul Aziz, former NBA player, uh, played with the likes of Wilt the Stilt and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, among others, uh, and our good friend Bill Walton. Our, our good friend of the show. Friend of the show, Bill Walton. He's, uh, quote, he likes to talk a lot. No way. Yeah. Weird, right? Uh, but yeah, so we're, we're going to be talking to him. Alex uh, could not make it up to Seattle to do the, the interview because essentially what happened is I called him and he said, hey, uh, you want to meet today? And I said, yes. So, Good call. Yeah. So uh, that's why uh, I'll be doing that interview. So it'll be a little bit of a, a short show uh, with, with the two of us. And then we'll jump right into that. Uh, also, of note, I will be on the Ruthless Aggression podcast. So shout oh. out Ruthless Aggression uh, next couple weeks. Follow them at Ruthless Pod on Twitter if you want some uh, information about that era of the uh, the wrestles. So I'm going to be on there as an ex, a quote unquote expert, talking about the old WCW. So if you Ooh, like, if you like WCW, yeah, if you like that, that's where I'm going to be. So check them out too. So we're, we're kind of doing this back and forth shout out ping pong game. So back, ping pong. back to you, Levi. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So Alex, take us away. Like you, you, you have a, a, something that I was, I've been looking forward to hearing ever since you said, Hey, this is what I'm, we're going to talk about this week. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, cool. I'm looking forward to that. 
So, so I have a thing where, and it kind of, it kind of goes back to the conversation we had last week of, of how, uh, you know, the internet and media and things like that have, have changed the way we consume our entertainment. Right. And today, today was, was kind of a realization for me because it, it happened, um, in that I, I'm realizing how pointless the radio has become. Right. I understand why it exists. And this isn't as I as I told you pre-show, this isn't going to turn into some let's bash on the radio for 20 minutes kind of conversation. That's not what I'm trying to do. It's, it's, it's more of an analytical. Let's talk about the fact that, that in in the way we consume our information and, and entertainment and stuff like the radio is so antiquated at this point where if. If we start talking about something like right now, we're talking about the radio and our listener might not want to hear us talk about the radio. He could they could do two things, fast forward or turn us off. True. Right. In the radio and obviously you can turn off a radio. Right. And I understand that. So let's pretend that for the sake of conversation, that's not a positive. The power button in your car is broken, so you can only change stations. You can't turn it off. You're at work. You're at work. The radio is on. You can change stations, but it's not turning off ever, right? So if I listen, the only radio that I listen to in the car is sports talk radio, right? Same. Other than that, I'm on, I'm on my phone listening to my you know, podcast. I'm listening to music on Spotify, something else. But if it's the real radio, I'm tuned into 102.9. I think it's the game. I don't know. Anyway, it's all up about here, the game. And, and, <laughs> um, and it's, it's sports talk. And there's a couple of guys that that are syndicated, a couple of local guys throughout the day that are all pretty pretty good. It's a pretty decent lineup here in Hillsboro. I, I I'll count my blessings in that regard. I mean, it's but, it's no John Clayton on seven ten, but hey, you know, it's all it's all right. I mean, I got we're, we're going from Dan Patrick to Jim Rome. Yeah, see, I don't to, I don't get Dan Patrick. That's a, that's a real oh, bar. I don't get Dan Patrick oh, in Seattle. Like, that's that's what really sucks. That's tough. So I I start my day out with Dan Patrick. I go into to Jim Rome. It comes around to a local guy, John Canzano, who's yeah. who's who's. In, I'm gonna say he is uh, as from from a radio standpoint, he's enjoyably hit or miss for me because I like disagreeing with him because he generally has at least decent points, that kind of thought provoking points when I disagree, um, and also we do agree sometimes, so that's nice. It's it's good. Except th- sometimes you know, his parents didn't believe in him, but that's different. Well, that's. True. Um, <laughs> the, the other one, the last one that I hear on my way home is Bill Ryder. Um, and he's, he's a national guy uh, for CBS. Pretty good. No complaints. Uh, but today, Bill Ryder decided that he wanted to talk about, I, I, the only, the extent of what I know is listening to him on the way home. So I got about 20 minutes of him talking about, I guess, some athlete tweeted out a bunch of dumb stuff when he was much younger. Um, a teenager, I guess mildly homophobic, actually super homophobic, mildly racist things were tweeted out by some 16-year-old kid who is now a professional athlete, and and we just uncovered them. Okay. And so Bill Ryder is a guy, he's very he's very set in his own opinions of, of offensive things. He's got no room... In, uh, for, in his life for racism or misogyny or, or sexism or uh, he's, he's super 
And I mean, everyone is, I guess, but he's like super or against. Should, I mean, we you should shouldn't be. use the should word, but I mean, we right. can all agree that racism is bad. You know, mis right. <laughs> misogyny is bad. Like, and come on. So he he talks. He like his stance on the whole thing is basically like this guy was ignorant and stupid, and he needs to like own his mistakes. And there is there is no other way around it, right? Which is fine. That's that's a perfectly understandable and acceptable position to have when somebody tweets out dumb shit. I get that. That's that's not the criticism I'm living in. But where I complain is that I didn't want to hear it for 20 minutes. Like I get it. This guy said dumb shit and he needs to apologize better than he apparently did. Cool. I agree. So tell me about this Kawhi Leonard trade. Right. Right. Like we're here to talk about sports. I understand this is an athlete who messed up. But I need to know about sports. And in the hypothetical world in which I cannot turn off my radio, I'm stuck. I'm just stuck with, with Bill Ryder telling me exactly how he feels and occasionally taking a phone call from somebody in somewhere in America him. who either agrees or disagrees, but I don't care either. Like everyone's going to have the same basic point on this. Uh, it was bad, but maybe we shouldn't judge him because he was so young. Okay, that's fair. Can we can we move on? Like, it's so, the first time I've listened to sports talk radio and been like, can you just tell me how the NL is doing? Like, talk about baseball. Please right now. talk like, about baseball. Please talk about baseball. I want to know about talk Bryce about the All Star going game, to the Yankees or something. Please. <laughs> and I just I because I consume so many podcasts throughout my day. I have them on in my office at work you know, whenever I go on long trips or anything like that, it, it just made me realize like I don't need a radio in my life. I don't need it. That's fair. I mean, I mean, for the most part, I mean, the only time I would listen to the radio at it, like you said, is, is sports radio or, or to listen to a game that I can't be at. Right. And, uh, but the, the hard, the hard part about, about that is like, I'm probably already at the game, <laughs> especially like what's weird. I, I always find it weird. The guys who are listening to the game at the game, because yeah, there's that, definitely a delay. There's, there's, there's definitely a delay. And the only, the only thing that makes sense to me is, is if you like, it's weird. And I don't know if I can actually justify my own acceptance of this, but baseball seems to be the only sport where it would make sense to sit in the stands and listen to the radio because your favorite team is somebody you, you probably consume that your team through the radio or television more than in at, you know, live, right? right. It's hard to make it to 82 home games every season. So you're, you're, you're probably used to, you know, back in the day before he retired, like you're used to hearing Vin Scully tell you about the Dodgers. So even when you go, you you pop that little earbud in, right? Let's let's see what he has to say. That I makes could, sense to that, me. Yeah, I could see that, especially with a sport like baseball. But like basketball, I can't imagine mm -hmm. trying to listen to a call that's five to seven seconds after what I'm seeing. Right. You're like, you're like, see it? Boom, pass to Damian Lillard. He shoots, hits the three. Damian for three, it's good! You're like, oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> that would be, could you imagine? Like, it would be kind of cool, though, if we could jump in the Wayback Machine and listen to the radio call when he when he hit the three to beat the, 
to beat the Rockets Ooh. and just like sit there, watch it happen, and then it's just absolutely or or the tv call when uh, mike tarico just lost his mind and ga- lost his mind yelled, like if, in the first time i've heard it on tv in a long time i heard a legitimate oh my god on the yeah. on television like you don't hear that that's like that's something you don't like you're in trouble for saying and it was like no one cared because it was no so incredible it was so good i yeah i it was a good call um the the uh, one minor gripe I do have with all sports talk is when people call into a show and then decide to waste half of their time telling the host how much they love their show. Right. That and, and you know one don't do that. Jay Moore has a great way uh, of getting around that. Um, he has said that everything you want to say, hey, I love the show, long time, first time. How are you doing? How's your mama? I just ate a great rutabaga. All that can be can be put together in the simple phrase hey man there you go so you get on the show you say hey man it's all you need to say get to the point like yes like the dan patrick tell him how tall you are and what you weigh wait for the ding and i'll get to your point perfect it's it's exactly the right way to do it but i mean you hear it so often because people people are nervous and i think that's what it really comes down to is they they know what they want to say uh, and I, you know, I've, I, I've been this way too. You get on there and you know what you want to say, but instead of that, you're so anxious about what you want to say that you're like, okay, you're still thinking about it as yeah. you're talking. And anybody whose mouth moves faster than their brain knows that's a bad thing. <laughs> that's true. No, that's definitely true. It's just, it's like, and I get it. I get that too. Like people get nervous. It, you, you, there's probably some realization in that moment that like, especially if it's an, a nationally syndicated show like Bill Ryder or Dan Patrick, you're like, there's probably like a hundred thousand people hearing me right now. Yeah, come on, Alex. Not everyone has fifty podcasts under their belt. That's true. <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Drink. Even less have fifty one. That's true. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I've never see, that's the thing is for a long time down in Eugene, Sports Talk Radio was always on an hour delay. Right. right. Dan Patrick came on at seven, not at six. So it's like I couldn't even call into Dan Patrick and Jim Rome if I wanted to, because I'd be like, hey, man, the thing you said about Aaron Rodgers was totally true. And he'd be like, we're talking about baseball, moron. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah. Um, Alex in Oregon, I guess. I guess. Yeah, that was that was good an hour ago when I said that. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for that input. Way to go, Oregon. Yeah, Not, good, nice good, job. Like I'm taking you this I love it. my duck sign off of my mic boom now. Yeah, There's a boom in the shot, and the sign needs to be off of it. Dude, that is, that's hilarious. So true. So Yeah, I, but I feel you with the radio, man. It doesn't need to be there. The worst thing that ever happened to me is when I dropped my phone in a bucket of soapy water and had to station hop sports radio from Eugene to Seattle. And if your phone doesn't work and you can't look up the translators, that means you have to hit scan. And there's scan, no- scan, <laughs> scan, scan is scan. so bad. I heard you know five or six mariachi stations. 
Um, I, I, heard, I heard more about the Bible than I have in a while. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're definitely you're definitely getting getting a little little bit of Jesus is sneaking into those windows it, for sure. Yeah, especially in Eugene when uh, 1050 KORE was still around. I mean, there was that was definitely happening, especially if you were looking for 1120. That yes. was <laughs> the news radio on 1120. Yes. Jesus on 1050. There's a little bit of fuzz in the middle. <laughs> oh man, that that was your. And, and to be to be fair, I was actually a little sad when I heard that Kaori shut down because it was they were not owned by Clear or you know uh, they weren't a Cumulus Radio Group. They were a family owned broadcast, and so that that kind of made me sad when I, I found out that they were gone. Just like when I found out that the the Registered Guard had sold from no longer being a family paper. Like that also was, was a unfortunate thing. We're getting very esoteric for people. Yeah, in that's right true. Now. That's true. It's we're. There's like there's the one listener from Eugene who's going like, yeah, man. I remember that. That, that sucks. All of the other listeners are like, they've hit the fast forward we were talking about yeah, earlier. Radio sucks. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks here too, dude. Yeah, we get, we it. get it. Move on. Uh, <laughs> I just other than advertising, I just I don't see the point. But obviously, you it's can't just have a station a of advertising. Cycle. Yeah, it's a self-fulfilling cycle. Just ads. All ads all the time. All ads all the time. And there's so many ads on the radio about how ads on the radio reach so many people, too. They're always just like, oh, if you decide to you know, place an ad with us, you can reach an average of this many listeners per day. Like, Yeah, and if you had more people advertising, you wouldn't be running house ads. Exactly. Like, hmm. 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 So, I I wanted to talk about the worst car I've ever seen. The worst car you have ever seen, and you have assured me pre-show that we are not about to discuss the Pontiac Aztec. That's true. It is not the Pontiac Aztec. Now, or the Nissan Cube. It is neither the Aztec nor the Cube nor right. the Leaf with the bug eyes. Oof! The Leaf is bad. The Leaf is bad. No, nay. This is worse than all of those, and it comes from the 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 core of this topic. Okay. Are you uh, like pause for dramatic effect? Huh? The worst car I have ever seen in person now is the PT Cruiser convertible. As as a as a as a as a person who formerly owned a PT Cruiser hardtop, not a convertible, not a convertible hardtop, I can. I can confirm that the convertible is much worse. It's, it's just so bad. But not, it doesn't even look like, I mean, why would you get that car? Why did you make that car a convertible? What's the purpose? It's like, and they have like the hard, the hard roll bar over it. So it kind of yes. looks like a Jeep. I mean, just get a Jeep. I mean, you, you've already, you're already announcing to the world that you're a moron. You may as well drive a Jeep. <laughs> hey, just remember, no Keep matter what, what. It's a Wrangler joke. <laughs> oh, I get it. I get it. But you have to remember, Michael Scott had a PT Cruiser convertible. Yeah, and he wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed either. I Wait, I, was I, it a PT? I thought he had a Sebring convertible. He had that too. He had the a Sebring. Sebring. Was, the Sebring was, was the, uh, the corporate lease. It was the corporate lease. Well, and then he left and started Michael Scott Paper Company. And when he came back, he wanted a Sebring. And they told him in the meeting... They don't make those anymore. And so he had he got a PT Cruiser convertible. 
and you see that's why we have alex our office historian <laughs> this show but so that that's that reminds me of a commercial and you might remember this and we we talk uh, again here we go talking about advertising Yes. But do you remember the commercial where the guy is sitting on the porch, stoop kid afraid to get off a stoop, and he's got like a dog collar on, and he's just watching cars go by. He's like, oh, you know, Chrysler, blah, blah, blah. Oh, Plymouth, blah, blah, blah. Plymouth Fire. And, the, or, and then all of a sudden he's like, Plymouth Prowler. And takes off running and gets stopped by the, the, yard, the yard thing where dogs, you know, if they try to chase cars... They get stopped because they're, you know, on a leash. So he gets, like, yanked back, and he's like, oh, it's a Prowler. And I just remember the Prowler being like, it's here and it's gone. And you've only ever seen a couple of them, and mm -hmm. they just, they, they're just a product of the early 2000s. Well, late 90s, early 2000s. I think the first ones came out in, like, 98 or something, but, but you're that, absolutely that right. Era it was a flash about. in the pan, for sure. Um in that, like it, the 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 problem with the Prowler was that, like, if you liked that hot rod look, you know, with the open fenders and stuff, and 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 the the wider back tires and stuff, it was like it was exactly what you were looking for in a modern car. It looks so cool, but one, not everybody likes those cars, and two, um, they they significantly underpowered the car. Yeah. Like they did not you, make it a hot rod. They made it look like a hot rod. Right. It's just dumb. <laughs> and it's, it's, it was, it was just, uh, it was just a failed attempt at, at cool essentially. And, and, and it, oh man. Yeah, that, I mean, to me that Ooh. completely encapsulates that entire era. And I, and, and, and I was talking about this a little bit. It, it seems like the late nineties, early two thousands just tried too hard to be cool. And I, mm -hmm. I feel like encapsulated, if you look at that era in a vacuum, right? Like, like for me right now, I'm, the reason why I'm, I'm getting brought on this podcast is because I'm watching, or not this podcast, Ruthless Aggression, because I'm watching 2001 Wrestling. So I'm getting a really interesting cross-section of, of our world. Uh, mm -hmm. in 2001 because it, it, there's so much of pop culture reflected in in the production in the early 2000s and you see the styles of clothing that people were wearing and the hairstyles and just the absolute like like you said the cars like there was this weird attempt at hearkening back it felt to to an earlier time like with the prowler uh the ford thunderbird comes to mind in the early 2000s that they modeled it after something that looked like it was in the 50s like the PT Cruiser, like the if you look at the dash, <laughs> it looks like it's supposed to be in the fifties. Like there's so much about the early two thousands and the late nineties that it was just it tried so hard to be cool and it just wasn't. <laughs> and it just wasn't. But then to look at it now, it's kind of it, it. It feels like this is why we spend so much time glorifying glorifying the eighties and the eighties leaking into the early nineties. Because what happened after that was just so lame. <laughs> and maybe it, it's because it, I'm not part of it. I mean, that's that's definitely, like, part of it. It's got to be. It's like, it, it's that, it's that, I think it, it suffers from the, what I'll, what I'll jokingly refer to as, like, the, the freshman 
freshmanitis in that when we were there and it was happening, it was all so cool. Everything was great about it. Similar to when you're a freshman in high school, you think you're awesome. And then by the time you become a senior and you look back at your freshmen, the freshmen that are there now, you realize I was just as goofy as those douchebags. And like looking back at, yeah, the late 90s, early 2000s and everything, it was like, yeah, looking back, terrible. But I can tell you what, I can tell you what, in middle school, Oh man, was I, was I not the, the coolest man. kid? I, I knew every. I had all the the. I the, had the, zip off pants. Zip off pants. That was exactly what it was like, cargo zip off pants. Like, like I was all about fuck it. With me. Like <laughs> all about it. I was like, oh, oh, you ready to ball? Zip, zip. Oh, I'm ready. I got shorts now. You you want to don't follow that zipper? You want to you want to get run? I've got Reebok black tops with the zipper over the laces. I got zippers yes. on all, like everything had zippers on it. Like yes. it's like Michael Jackson designed the clothes of the late nineties. Like uh, everything's got to have zippers. <laughs> Dude, I, I was all about all of it. It was awesome. I remember the first time I saw zip off pants. I, like, I thought those were the cool. Oh, like my friend showed up and he was like, "Dude, check this out." I was like. I had like they were pants and now they're shorts. I had like four pair of zip offs that were the exact same style in just different colors. Yes. Yeah. You just described me and all my friends. <laughs> I had blue ones, I had black ones, I had gray ones, I had like olive green, like army green ones. Yeah, those are the ones I, that you wore the least, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. See? Those, those oh my god, we have the same clothes. Cool we had the same clothes. It's funny because now I love the olive green look. I right. rock oh, the olive too. green and everything. Olive green and but, khaki all day. Yes, but back then, no. no I'm like, you can't wear. That's like, come on. That's like poop green. I'm not wearing that. Uh, all right, laundry. All right. I, I mean, I'll wear them once. I mean, I, I whatever. They're cool. They're cool. Still zip offs. Still zip offs. Cool. Still cool. Still cool. Dude, uh, all about it. Yeah, I mean, another thing like you think about living like we were in high school. Like, so we were we were at peak adolescence during this yes. time. So yes. I guess we kind of like we saw it happening and like to look back on it now, it feels so weird. But like even thinking about let's like let's look at now. Let's look at then like Star Wars 2001. Mm-hmm. You have the Phantom Menace. And once again, it's one of those things. It tried to be cool, but it just wasn't. <laughs> it just wasn't. Dude, I like it, the early 2000s and the late 90s hit everything. Nothing was safe. It was bad. It was bad like it was like really i'm trying to think of like it was so good and it was so bad like movies that came out back then like that was when freaking like vin diesel was was writing triple x and and the first the first couple fast and furiouses uh like when they tried to be about cars like obviously the newer fast and furious are just action movies that have explosions and stuff but like no man they 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 were about cars. Yeah, like even the cool. third one that went to Japan with the guy who talked like this the whole time. Like that one was, you know, that that one was still about cars even. That was still about cars, but then when as soon as they came back to America, it was just we got to steal everything and the craziest stuff. Yeah, and the rocks going to show up with a tank for no reason. Yeah. 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 Alright, so are you all right, here we go. I just I just went and looked at the 75th Academy Awards. So this is 2003. These are the these are the pinnacle. These are the best movies of two thousand and three. Okay. 
so best movie goes to Chicago for best picture. I that's a musical kind of kind of a a a, a one off like that was a surprising so check, movie for the year. Okay. So not only was it surprising, it won over Gangs of New York. Ooh, okay. Lord of the Rings: Two Towers. Okay. And the pianist. And the pianist. The pi- and the hours. Oof. So Oof. the movie which won best director Roman Polanski, best actor Adrian Brody, and let's see, there was some I saw another one, but yeah, best actor and best director did not get best picture. That's interesting. That... Wow. Uh, let's see, I'm just going through here. Uh, yeah, best adapted screenplay, The Pianist. Uh, Spirited Away, best animated feature film. Yeah, it was. Over Ice Age and Lilo and Stitch. Yeah, Hayao Miyazaki. That was before, well, it was technically after Pixar started, right. but before Pixar was pumping out the best animated picture every year, no matter what. Exactly. Uh, but, yeah. So best documentary. What do you think it is? This is this will be in, this is really telling of the times we grew up in. The best documentary best. is it? Wait, what? One one hint question would be: Is it a hard hitting documentary or not? Mm, that's a really tough question. Um, the creator of the documentary earnestly wants it to be hard hitting. I don't know. I see. I don't know if the timing is right for my guess, but what's I don't want to guess wrong. What's your guess? No, because no, I'm going to sound... Me, hit me with it. No, but if I'm way off timeline-wise, if I'm way off, I'm going to sound like the biggest moron on this show. Or if you're right on, you're going to sound like the biggest genius on the show. Second biggest. <sighs> my what? gut is telling me that it's bowling for Columbine. Judges? That's correct, ladies and gentlemen. He's got it. <laughs> Bully for Columbine by Michael Moore. Best documentary. I knew it was about the time, but I didn't want to, you, you'd be like, no, dude, that was 2000, dummy. No, yes, Bowling for Columbine. And are you ready for best original song? And this is, this is the last bit of this we'll, we'll talk about for good movies. I, I want to see what the Razzies were this year, too. Best original, best original song. Is it not like the Chicago ones? It is not. It, it, the- it beat I Move On from Chicago. Okay. Uh, I um, I, something from Hustle and Flow. No, I don't know. You're actually not far off with that guess. What? Really? Really? I I okay. I'm not gonna make another guess, but I'm surprised I was close. It, it was a, a "Lose Yourself" by Eminem from Eight Mile. Oh, that's a good one. That's a see. All right, that's a good one. Like I said, your guess wasn't that bad. You, you're you're surprisingly on your movies. I that's impressive, dude. I was at the peak of my adolescence in the early. There you 2000s. go. You're watching a lot of movies, sneaking into a I lot was of movies. In. <laughs> All right, so I just found the Razzies from 2003. I'm just gonna name some some of them as we're going through. Uh, I'll just say, like here are the like swept away one worst picture. I don't know what that's about. Never heard of it. Oh, it had Madonna in it, so it was definitely oh, bad. Oh, can't be good. Yeah. Um, the Adventures of Pluto Nash. Yo, I I remember that. Crossroads with Britney Spears. Uh, Britney Spears and Madonna tied for worst actress. Yes. Okay. I remember Crossroads. Uh, it was hot because Britney Spears made out with a girl. Yeah. Uh, Pinocchio and uh, Attack of the Clones made made it here on worst picture. I I feel like that might be a little heavy handed. 
No, nah, Attack of the Clones is really bad. Made in Manhattan was made this year in 2003. <laughs> made in Manhattan. Oh, uh, M-A-I-D. Okay, this, like this, I, I just have to absolutely disagree on every level. They're saying they put Robin Williams in Death to Smoochie is worth supporting actor. Death to Smoochie is an incredible movie. It 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 is it is a good movie in that, but it's not. It's not a like a a Robin Williams movie, and it was also marketed poorly. Oh, absolutely, like, it was. It's just and, like Hail Caesar was this year. But it, it's it's one of those things where you think that Robin Williams is going to be like making fun of Barney and friends in a Robin Williams kind of Mrs. Doubtfire. Ha ha. Yeah. And then you turns out that it's that super dark comedy about how not, not about how, but like his character is obsessed with himself because he's the biggest child star and he's worth millions of dollars. And all he wants to do is bang chicks and do drugs because he's the, he's the best. And it was like, Whoa. And people. Okay. And it was like it, it just wasn't marketed. So I, I think that plays into it being a bad movie is that it couldn't be appreciated for what it was because they effed it right out of the gate. Fair enough. Well, hey, here's a, here's a couple more movies off this list, and, and we'll 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 almost move on from movies because I do want to talk about about something here. But more movies from 2003. You've got Jackass the movie. Trip. Nice. Yeah, Triple X was in 2003. Um, okay. And yep. Also, you have Die Another Day. Die Another Day. Die Another Day. Another Madonna production. It was. Um. It, it was a James Bond movie. One of Pierce. I think it was Pierce Brosnan's last one. Die Another Day. Yeah. Because yep, that was his his last one. Wow. Die Another Day. I almost like I legitimately forgot that movie existed. Yeah. Because until it's that you bad. brought it up right now. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because I, 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 if I remember, there was talk of him not doing that movie. It, like they thought that I think it was the world is not enough was the one that came out before that. Correct. And when when I think there was some hesitation on Pierce Brosnan's part when he was presented with the project that maybe he would jump off and not be James Bond, but ultimately decided that that would be his last one. And it was like I think that was the one with the invisible car, and like he like yeah. did some sort of weird skiing on an ice flow or something, something stupid. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so one thing that my dad again stats by dad, um, they, they're definitely FMA statistics. He had mm-hmm. told me that there that when they announce a James Bond movie, that the suicide rate globally drops. Really? Yeah, because the like having a new James Bond movie come out is enough for some people to want to keep living. Which I think is just which is wild in one one regard and awesome in a in a different regard. I I'm I did not know that James Bond was held in that high of a regard on a global scale. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I was—I remember I was talking to to Julio. He was talking about watching James Bond movies when he was in Honduras, um, and the weird part about about that being that when it's in Spanish, like none of the idioms translate. 
Oh, I bet not. Yeah, so, like, none of the jokes hit land with anybody. They just think he's a cool guy. But, like, he's sitting there because he speak, you know, clearly speaks English. He's, he's like, hearing all the jokes and laughing, and people are like, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> wow. That's, that's crazy. Just, like, you could be like, no, that, there's nothing left for me. It's time for me to just end this. And they're like, what? A new trailer? <laughs> oh my god, it comes out in September? I'll make it. Uh, I can make it to September. <laughs> I can make it till September. But yeah, I, I think that's I think it's really I think that's something that's really cool, even, you know, to, yeah, to say that's... that this this story, I mean, these body tales, I mean, if you read them, they are like the sex scenes are they're porn. <laughs> if you get in the in, actual books, really? Yeah, in the actual book, they're basically porn. Uh, but yeah, it's become like this character has just spanned generations and and years and years. It's just so crazy to keep it going, and you know, just and we're we're getting new. Like this is such an exciting time for for Bond fans because we're getting new M and we're getting new Q, and it's just we don't know. We it's it's a, it's going to be different. And I'm looking forward I, to seeing what it's going to be. I wonder. I wonder if in it without James Bond, I wonder if if we would have so readily accepted superheroes being portrayed by multiple actors, right? Like That's if Sean Connery would have been James Bond, let's say for all of his movies and like all of Roger Moore's movies, right? And then they just stopped making James Bond, right? They were just all right, James Bond's like we're done with it. It's it's run its course, right? If we would have been okay with like Val Kilmer suddenly being Batman in a Batman that's supposed to be in the same universe, right? It's not he wasn't a reboot. That was supposed to be a continuation, right? right? All four of those. And whether you liked Batman Forever or not because I mean, it was a pretty mediocre at best movie anyway, but it's like as a, as a as a Matt, like Batman fans were just like, yeah, okay, it's Batman, right? You were there. You go to see Batman. You don't go to see the actor. Similar to the way, by changing Sean Connery out and bringing in Roger Moore, and then was it George Harrison and Timothy Dalton and stuff over the years? George Harrison was a Beatle. <laughs> he was he was also he was also James Bond one time. You're thinking of George Lazenby. Is it Lazenby? Yeah. You're right, Lazenby. Yeah, George Lazenby. One time, um, you you realize that you're going. James Bond is the name you're trying. You're you're going to see, right? Like people be people do other bigger. movies because they were James Bond. Right. Like you you were there. Like that's that's crazy. Like so, I I hear what you say. I'm going to disagree. Why? Uh, because <sighs> I'm going to give you two examples, and and this is going to be, and this is what I think is going to kind of poke a couple holes in your argument here. Um, Bewitched changed Samantha's husband from Dick York to Dick Sargent, which is also yeah. funny that they put their names together and make Sergeant York and that they're both named Dick. Um, yeah. And also I would say Star Trek, the Enterprise changing whole crews shows that, that I think American audiences are more interested in a topic than an actor historically there's now, at least a, at least what i'm saying is that there's a historical precedence for this and it's not I, a james bond phenomenon i will james give bond you, phenomenon I'll, name of the episode fair enough 
I will give you Star Trek for sure, because that's that's a thing. But if I remember correctly, the changing of of Samantha's husband and Bewitched happened really early in the series. The, the the original guy was only in like two or three episodes, so there was no attachment to the actor before he got switched out. And then it was the second guy for the run of the series. That's fair. Um, I, so, but you were you're onto something with Star Trek for I, sure. I'm gonna that, hit you with another one. Okay. Law and Order. Law and Order never changed. Law and Order has frequently changes its cast. No, no, no. But but they're not but they're not portraying the same character. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Sean Connery and Roger Moore are the same dude. They're both James Bond 007 working for whatever was it? Well, that, uh, MI6. That depends MI6. on what theory you you subscribe to. If you subscribe to the, to James Bond being a code name, then they're not the same guy. I subscribe to 007 being the code name. Because there's a 006, and there's apparently in the books, there's references to, I think it's 001 through 9. I think you're right. And I think in one of the Roger Moore films, they talk about 002 for like one, like he doesn't make an appearance, but they just mention, oh yeah, that was what 002 was working on. And then they move on. Like, like, it's Mr. Purple's a different guy on a different job. Right. <laughs> nice. Um, and so I, if, if, if you if you ignore Reddit, the Reddit fan theories of the world that happened now, back then everyone accepted that Roger Moore was was being was portraying the same character in a different situation as Sean Connery, and James Bond and his just awesomeness was enough to keep people entertained. The way it later became like superheroes, where we've had so many people portray. Superman and Clark Kent and and Bruce Wayne and and Spider-Man and all of those things, right? I think I think James Bond I think he's he he deserves a little bit of credit at least. I I'm not I'm not trying to strip credit from James Bond. I'm just saying that you know he had an assist. He didn't he, he didn't score unassisted. That's fair. That's fair. You're right. So. Hmm. But hey, hmm. you know, these people they could have been anywhere in the world. But they spent their time here with us, and we appreciate that. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you're hitting us up on all of our social medias. And be, be on the lookout for Patreon. I got some things in the works here. Going to be making up some t-shirts. Going to be sending them out. Maybe selling them for a reasonable price. Maybe an unreasonable price. But unreasonable in the sense of, like, how they do that. How they do these deals. So unreasonable. It's so unreasonably so unreasonably good of a deal i have to do it so essentially what i'm saying make me order more shirts so but hey you know for this episode this edition of my show with alex and jake good night universe it's podcast.